Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis gets you in the Jersey, no. Welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelis. You and me till 11 o'clock. Talking all things Jersey because that's what we do at 1-800-283-101.5. I've got uh, gift cards to give out tonight. we got ways for you to win them coming up. We've got uh, $50 restaurant gift cards to Tacos El Tio, an incredible taco place with uh, locations all over Medford, Egg Harbor, Greenbrook, Monroe Township, Tina's Bistro and Tom's River, the Bonefish Grill, and you know where that is, right? Uh... So much to talk about tonight. We got the writer strike going on. We got the uh, Ed Sheeran suits been settled um, with Marvin Gaye's people. But I want to start this off uh, something near and dear to me. Uh, today is International Firefighters Day. Uh, I am not a fireman. My father was a fireman, retired Al Trevelis. My uncle Lou was a fireman. Uh, hold on, Ryan. Could you get the phone? Uh, yeah. And uh, my best friend, Rob Pizzani, he's a fireman mentored by my father. And what I want to do this hour on International Firefighters Day is give the firemen their due. Give the volunteer firemen their due. Give the paid firemen their due. And uh, these are the people that run into buildings, you know, when everybody else is running out. Uh, the courage that these guys display. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, have a lunch in Old Bridge. And, uh, you know, with uh, another firefighter, uh, and that would be Bob Verney from uh, Old Bridge Fire District Number 3. And what I want to do this hour, the state troopers are recruiting people to become police officers. Would you consider becoming a volunteer fireman? Or why are there not enough volunteer firemen? 1-800-283-101.5. Because firefighters, I call them firemen because I was raised that way. Uh, firefighters are all about caring for the community. You know, Blake Nebbia, all his life, cares for his friends, cares for his family, cares for his community. At 17, he decided he wanted to become a fireman. He's been a volunteer fireman. Now he's a paid fireman. And uh, he joins me right now on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, kiddo? I'm doing good. How about you? I, I, you know what? This is, uh, I'm so glad to have you on. Upper Freehold Township is where you work and you've been a volunteer and you've been a firefighter. Uh, you know, it's, it's your life's calling. Tell me what it's like. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change anything in the world. I, uh, picked one of the best careers and I've been sticking with it and I love it. I love every ounce of it. Um, doing, stuff for the community and helping the community and, and letting people know that we're there to help them is one of the best feelings in the world. What made you want to become a firefighter? Uh, well, I went to school. Uh, it wasn't for me, and, and that can happen for a lot of kids. 
Um, and I was hanging around the firehouse. Actually, I have my brother to thank. Uh, he was hanging around the firehouse, and one day the page went off, and I was like, oh, what is that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to get a piece of that. And I joined when I was uh, 18, actually. And from there on, I just loved the, the whole ounce of the community, the camaraderie, the, the, the team teamwork that you have to have with random strangers. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the best feeling is just helping your community and helping people who need our help in, in, in general. It's like a brotherhood of the firemen, firefighters, and it's an extended family of the community. And you're part of all of it. Uh, how long have you been doing it? Uh, so I was a volunteer for eight years, and I've been a career firefighter for three. Well, now, tell me about the volunteer part. You know, it's really hard. Like, wh Why is it so hard to get g people to volunteer to become firefighters in New Jersey? And also, you know, granted the idea that they're not getting paid, they absolutely should get some kind of a stipend. How does that all work? So... The reason, and this is very sad to say, volunteerism is a dying breed anywhere, in, in any profession, any sport, anything like that. Um, nobody wants to do things for free anymore. But it's it's the stipend program that you were talking about is some companies, they get a grant from the state, and they have to, you know, they pay per call. Some volunteer agencies does that. The volunteer agency I was a part of, right. and now where I work, uh, did not have that. So, you know, to me there's a better incentive that there is no pay because there's just that, that feeling of helping your community on your free time. Now, do I think volunteers should get paid? Yes. They do the same job that I do as a career fireman. I will say that. Um, but volunteer paid doesn't matter. We're all doing that same job. But you, as you said, you know, you're risking your life. You should get something. There should be some, you, you know, some something. kind of a pay. Uh, there should be something. What kind of advice would you give to someone? if they were considering, be, you know, joining the force, becoming a firefighter? Uh, the advice I would give somebody would be give it your all, okay? Don't just jump into it and think you're going to be good for it and quit. Hang around. Become there's a, Some companies have junior programs right. where you can join at 16 and see if you like it. Now, you can't enter burning buildings. You can't enter, like, we call it IDLH environments, uh, endangered or life, life, health, and safety. Um, you can't enter those environments but you can see it you can get your hands on you can kind of do things that everyone's doing to see if you like it um but anybody can do this if they put their heart to it and you just got to have a little mindset yes we are a little crazy because we run in when people run out but you have to kind of get that feeling out of your head and understand that you know you're doing this to help somebody that needs help when they call 911 we're big problem solvers right we're big problem solvers so what we have to do is solve the problem, make them feel better about that issue. And it's not an easy thing, right? I mean, talk about the training that you have to go through to become a fireman, firefighter. So at 18, so at 18, you go to fire school. It's six months. Uh, you go, depending on what county you live in, uh, could vary any day. Some days are, some academies are five days a week. Some days are two days a week. Some are three, two days during the week, one during the weekend. Um, but you go to school for six months and you do the basics, ladder throwing, pulling hose, hitting a hydrant, uh, going into live fire, breathing in your apparatus, breathing in that SCBA pack, um, getting used to all that weight of the gear. It isn't, it, it isn't daring. It isn't, it, it is tiring. Sometimes you want to quit, but you can't. That was, you know, one of the best things I've ever done in my life.
Yeah, and uh, you know you coached uh, football at Allentown High School. You know you've got that team mentality. You've got that dedication. Uh, my father did it. He wore the, remember the big hat, the big hat and the raincoat. Right? Look at how yeah. far, how far you guys have come, and how far do you want to go with this, Blake? Uh, my goal is to become a chief of department someday. Um, you know, God willing. Um, but yeah, I want to be in the service for as long as I can be, and one day I want to be chief of the fire department. All right. You'll be on before that. But, man, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. You got it, Steve. Thank you for having me. And, guys, anybody who wants to go be a fireman, guys, gals, go put your mind to it. You can do it no matter what you what, matter what matter everybody else says. You'll have your naysayers. Keep your mind down. Finish your goal, and, and you can achieve it. All right. That's Blake Nebbia, Upper Freehold Township. And thank you for your service. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a volunteer fireman, I'd like their firefighter. I'd like to hear from you. Excuse my fireman. That's the way I was brought up. Uh, you know, if you're paid fireman, I'd like to hear from you. Should the volunteers be paid? Should there be some kind of a tax break? Should there be something more than what they're getting now? Why is it so hard to attract volunteer firefighters in New Jersey? And what is your town situation like? I know, like, there, some houses had to close because they couldn't find enough people. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. And uh, let me see if I got a commercial to read. Oh, I do. Do you need to relocate and want to sell your home fast? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has buyers lined up and can get your home sold faster for more money than you thought possible. When Morgan and Rebecca needed to relocate to Pennsylvania, they called Rob and his team to sell their Edison home. Rob's powerful marketing strategies made quick work of the sale. In only eight days on the market, there were 21 showings and 11 offers. Selling the home for $321,000, which is $22,000, over the this price. Morgan and Rebecca were on their way to Pennsylvania with extra cash in their pocket. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ and start packing. It's Mother's Day. Share with New Jersey 101.5 what your mama used to say. You don't want to know what my mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Enter now in the New Jersey 101.5 app or on nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 3536 in Eatontown, the name you know and trust for almost 50 years. This Mother's Day, tell us what mama used to say to win from New Jersey 101.5 International Firefighters Day in New Jersey. Let's talk about the firemen in New Jersey, the volunteer firemen in New Jersey. It's hard to get volunteer firemen in New Jersey, paid firemen in New Jersey. Uh, my dad was retired 30 years. He lived to be 90. He actually, actually outlived the pension. He retired after 30 years, lived to be 92 years old. Greg is in Plumstead on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Where did you work? Uh, I was an uh, Edison firefighter. Okay. So what do you think? Yeah, no, they should definitely get some kind of pay. You know, whether it's a tax break or, you know. Uh, in Edison, they used to get a, a check at the end of the year, but it was basically not much of anything, you know, but they did get something. Could it lead to, like, a full-time job? It's like, the fireman is a great job. Like, they talk about recruiting uh, state troopers. I'd, if I weren't doing this, I would have become a fireman. 
Yeah, I loved it. I hated retiring, but uh, a lot of politics involved. Well, there's always that, right? Uh, especially in Union City, where I was, <laughs> uh, yeah. during the Musto era. But you well, get... I, was a, I was a volunteer back in 75. I didn't get the job until I was 34, right. which was basically the cutoff. If I didn't get it that year, I would have been out of luck. Right, and what was it, was it, like one day on, three days off? Uh, no, yeah, right. It started out with uh, split shifts where you worked like two days on, you know, till like 8 to 11 or whatever it was. Right. You know, but it did go 24-hour shifts. Yeah. One day on, three off. Yeah. And so many ended up with side businesses. Oh, yeah. I had a window cleaning business doing high-rise window cleaning, hanging off of buildings. Wow. That's what you did when you weren't running into burning buildings, hanging off of buildings. Right. You're nuts. You're a crazy man. Yeah. Nah, it was great. I loved it. All right, Greg. Thanks for the call and thanks for your service. Steve is in Morristown in New Jersey, 101.5. Steve-O. Hey, Steve. Always great to be on your show. And, man, do I love the topic. Tell me. I tell you, it's... um. You know, first out, a shout-out to all of our firefighters. And one previous caller that, that says, uh, your, or you even said, that, uh, you know, they're putting their lives on on the line. And volunteer or or paid, you know, the volunteers should get paid um, or stipend at least. How about a tax break, you know, right? Why can't they or, write something or, off the property yeah. tax? You know, or something. But you know what? Um, while while firefighters are near and dear to my heart, because I, I have friends and uh, family that are firefighters, um, I'd like to shout out to a different volunteer side of it with volunteer EMS and volunteer ambulance. Sure. Because they, they have the same problems that the volunteer firefighters have, the lack of membership and stuff like that. Um, there, there are towns, I mean, there's a lot of towns in Jersey that rely heavy on volunteer firefighters and volunteer EMS. And unfortunately, I'm not sure if firefighters really have the same problem, but when, when people are calling 911 for an ambulance, sometimes people are waiting 20, 30, 40 minutes for an ambulance to get to their door because there's just not enough volunteers. And you know what? If you can incentivize it, if you could make it, you know, somehow worthwhile. I see like today, uh, Governor Murphy signed off on new equipment, millions of new, um, of dollars in new equipment for the firefighters. Uh, American Rescue Plan money is going to be given out as grants. But again, if you're volunteering to risk your life, for your town or another town, and how many firefighters can't afford to live in the towns where they work? And yet they still go in and they, you know, and they basically save these people's lives, uh, save these people's possessions. Look at the wildfires with, you know, thousands of acres in Ocean County were burning to the ground. Yeah, those guys too. Yeah, the, yeah, those guys too. The National Firefighter, uh, you know, Forest Service, you know, you know, shout out to those guys too. You know, it, it's, um, you know, I wish I, I had the courage to do what those guys do you know i mean you see it on the news you see it you see it all over the place every so often you drive by a, a tragic house fire and stuff like that and you know for those guys to even get anywhere near that uh to save life and property you know like i said a uh, a huge shout out to everybody all right steve thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 1-800-283-101.5 if you're a new jersey firefighter if you're a volunteer firefighter paid firefighter you got something you want to say give me a call 
Here's a chance to get it out. You could be anonymous. I don't care. What's it like being a volunteer firefighter in New Jersey? Uh, what would you like to have? What are you not getting right now? How hard is the job? So many, uh, there's such a shortage of volunteers. And I understand the idea that I'd like to get paid if I'm going to risk my life. And what could be done about it? Maybe a tax break would be great. If they don't want to pay, they should do some kind of a pay. Uh, you know, I got this from uh, Bob Verney, Chief of Fire Administration of Old Bridge Fire District Number 3. Some volunteer fire departments often pay per call, a fixed dollar amount for every call you respond to. You know, some volunteer departments offer a clothing allowance, a reimbursement for based on uh, response percentage. Some offer uh, LOSAP, which is Length of Service Awards Program, for a lack of a better term, a pension after serving the required number of active years and a collectible after a certain age. So what about you? 1-800-283-101.5. If uh, you got all these people looking for jobs, you talked last night about Alice, you know, people who uh, make too much money uh, to get assistance but not enough money to live. Here's a great job. Becoming a firefighter. You know, my father, 30 years and uh, had a terrific pension, benefits, the, you know, and, uh, you know, you can make over 100 grand doing it. Would you mentor somebody? Would you advise somebody to join if you're in the fire department? 1-800-283-101.5. And some volunteer fire departments offer insurance policies for injury or death over and above workers' comp. You get that sense of community involvement. My father was a hero. You know, and the job hours. And you know what? The camaraderie. The stuff that went on in that firehouse. Have you ever watched Dennis Leary's Rescue Me? The stuff that went on in that firehouse. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. So basically, it's International Firefighters Day. And I want to do this. It is for my dad and my friends. And I'm doing it for you. And I want to hear if you're a volunteer fire, fire, firefighter, uh, if you're a paid firefighter, uh, talk to me. What can we do to make it better here in New Jersey? What can we do to attract more volunteers? It's 730. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by the New Jersey One Call. Reminding you to call 811 before you dig because of the law. Know what's below. Call 811 before you dig in New Jersey. It's the law. Steve Trevelyse, International Firefighters Day. We salute you. We thank you for your service. And uh, we want to know what could make it better as a New Jersey fireman, a volunteer fireman. People go out, risk their lives, no money. Uh, what are some of the things that you're dealing with? Uh, my father was a uh, member of the FMBA. And uh, retired. And uh, my uncle, uh, my friend Rob Pisani, now fire captain, we got him a kidney uh, a couple of years ago, if you remember. Uh, mentored by my father because he was 35 years old and he was trying to figure out what to do with his life. And uh, my father said, you know, why don't you become a fireman? And he mentored him and he worked with and, you know, helped. They, they worked together and Rob became a fireman, eventually took the captain's test and uh, retired with a six-figure income. Because that's what you could do. I mean, if I weren't doing this, I wouldn't do. I would have done that. Because when I was seventeen, I decided I wanted to be on the radio. But you know, if the radio didn't work, then it was going to be civil service test. Work a day, be off three days. Work a day, be off three days. Hang out with your friends. Oh, by the way, when you do have to work, you could die. But other than that, it was a great job. Uh, would you recommend it? 
1-800-283-101.5. Matthew's in Middlesex on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Matthew. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What are you thinking? What I think, you know, I got a lot of respect for the volunteer fire service. I got a lot of friends that are in it out in Monroe Township. Right. Yeah, I think, I think you really need a lot of pride, unity, and courage to do these types of things. Uh-huh. It really takes a certain type of man to get in there and do all these things, and I respect all of them that do it. I got a lot of friends that do it. Yeah, you want to mention any names? You want to give any shout-outs? Yeah, I'll give a couple shout-outs. Go ahead. My buddy Drew, my buddy Steven, Anthony, Thomas, T12 from Monroe. He's a lieutenant. Uh-huh. Buddy Justin from East Brunswick. You know, you're shouting out all my friends. Now, is this something you would ever want to do? I, I, I do it here and there, but I give a shout out to them because they, they're way more active than me. All right. You know what? It, it, it's a hell of a thing to put your life on the line and get nothing in return. It, you're right. And, you know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that needs to be fixed. Matthew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Ken is in Hillsborough on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ken. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Eh, not too bad. Um, so, so yeah, I want to give a, give a shout-out, first of all, to my uh, stepson, Billy Doherty. Uh-huh. He, start, he started out as a, a volunteer in Edison. Right. Uh, worked his way up uh, to get a paid position, went through a lot of crap and became uh, a captain. And he also joined the uh, New Jersey Task Force One. Right. So he's been he's been sent out to like Florida for these swift water rescues and stuff like that. Right. I mean, it, it's a hell it's a hell of a thing. But this guy he, he wanted to do it since since he was a little kid. It's a call. Yeah, his father was a volunteer. Right. And uh I mean the job these guys do is just, you know, it's it's a it's a, you know, it's incredible. I mean, you know, not the average person goes out and does this stuff. It's come you know? so far, you know, with yeah. the training and everything you have to know and be able to do. You know, it used to be just, you know, you wait for you 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 wait for the call or the the bell to go off and you run down there and they're shooting pool all day. No, no, it's not like it's nothing like that anymore. Right? I mean, people think, oh, you're a fireman. Oh, uh, yeah, you go hang out at the firehouse and drink beer and play pool. Right. That 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 ain't the case. <laughs> no, it is, but there's more to it than that. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's what some people think. But uh-huh. I mean, here to say, you know, he's he's got a wife, he's got two kids, and uh, you know, he's he's been to Florida, he's been to you know through through these hurricanes, you know, left his family to go help these other people, and they don't you think know? twice about it. Yeah, I, and as far as you know, what they can do to help, I mean. What about the medical benefits and stuff? You know, I mean, they took a, a, a bit of a beating there. They changed the whole system around mm-hmm. where, they, you, know, you know, they were, uh, it, it wasn't that bad for them. Now it costs a lot more money for them for medical benefits. And See, yeah. There it, should be something on the other end. There should be something coming back. Right? Know? Medical, I think a tax break on your property taxes should be something. Yeah, right? Yeah, they, yeah. there are things they could do. Break. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, if people take it for granted. You don't think twice about, you know, the firemen until your house is on fire. 
You're right, Ken. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Then you really think about him. Tony is in Southampton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tony. Hi, I'm in Hainsport. I'm looking at a rainbow here. So it just really- oh, nice. There we go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm 80 years old. I'm gonna. I have August 4th birthday. Obama's birthday. But you know, like it, they discriminate against age. You know, like just Tony, you're 80 years old. You can't be a firefighter at 80 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, in your in your mind, you can do it. In your heart, you can do it. But in your legs, maybe not. Come on. When it comes to doing it, it, it gets done. You know what I'm saying? No, because you're 80 years. No, seriously. I mean, for your own good, for your own health. I know in your mind and your heart you want to do it, right? But come on, you you wouldn't you want wouldn't want to be in that position. You want to put anybody else in that position to be there with you. There's a certain age; it has to be a cutoff where you can't physically do it. Can you run up and you know what? Have you can have you ever tried to do the physical test that these guys have to do? No, but I well. <laughs> You're going to put on the fire equipment. You're going to put on the oxygen. You're going to put on the, the you know the the uniform and go running up a ladder. You do that, then we'll talk. Film that. Film yourself doing. No, don't do that. Then you'll get hurt. I'll feel bad. Don't just trust me. You can't do that. But but I appreciate the effort, Tony. I'm sorry. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You want to shout out a fireman? What could make volunteer firemen, firefighting better in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse, right, Tony? Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Minutes on New Jersey 101.5. This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shortcation to a Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Starting Monday, listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m. 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. You can win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey 101.5. International Firefighters Day. What could we do to make the lives better here in New Jersey? Volunteer firefighters, paid firefighters, um, perhaps maybe volunteer firefighters could write a little something, something off on the property taxes, maybe get them better benefits, maybe get them some kind of a better deal than what they've got now because people are volunteering their lives. And uh, it can lead to a great job because uh, being a firefighter is a great job. Terrific benefits, terrific pay, camaraderie, community, involvement. You're, 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 you're saving the day. 
And you get to form relationships. I know, like, uh, my father was one of five guys, uh, you know, who basically on that shift, uh, they worked one day, they were off three. And subsequently, you know, um, those, their sons, my friends, Rob Bazzani, Mitch Garrity, you know, God rest his soul. I mean, there was some great, uh, you know, uh, it's a brotherhood. You know this. When those wildfires went out in Ocean County, who ran in to save the day? Who ran in to put them out? Gary's in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Listen, I'm I'm good. Just still working, moving some uh, mulch piles around. But not a question, man. You know what? These firefighters are unbelievable people, especially yeah. the ones that are not getting paid. So I look at it this way. If we're giving all this money out to these other countries, and I'm all for helping people. Mm-hmm. I'm a kind guy. But why can't we just give these people a huge tax break? So let's say you make a hundred grand a year. I don't know the exact amount, but let's say it's 28%, right. 30%, 35%. They should be able to write that whole thing off, not pay tax on that. If you want to make a million a year, then obviously, you know, you got to you know pay tax, of course. Right. But if you're making a hundred thousand a year, 150,000 a year, Give them a thirty, forty thousand dollar break. What you percentage think? of the property taxes I give you on a home? Like a lot of these firemen can't afford to live in the towns that they work in. You know, right. what does that say? So, I mean, why not? If you, you know, it, we can give you a tax break. You can write X amount off on your property tax. I mean, there are things if they really delve in that you know they could they could do it. And again, it le- it could lead to a full time job where you set. Absolutely. And then one other thing, too, like yeah. these older people. I grew up in Lodi, right? You got right? All these old Italian people that I grew up with, even though I'm half Polish, don't tell nobody that. I'll keep but it a secret. at the end of the day, you know, all these older people, right, they had children in the school systems. And guess what? They pay tax. Why can't we just do where when your kids are in school, you pay X, Y, Z more. When the kids are out of school, tax the people that bring the kids in, you know? I, I would do I, that in all heartbeat. Older people. It's, right? you know, so yeah. It can be done. They just want. They don't want to do it. No, you know? well, that's it. They don't want to do it. But I, I totally agree with that. Linda's in Medford on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Linda. Hi. Hi, Steve. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. How you doing? Oh, my God, buddy. I look forward to your show every night. No, I'm just a proud mom. I have two sons that are firefighters, Jerry and Keith. That's great. Yep. They've been doing it a long time. They started when they were 17, and now they're 33 and 34. How about that? They're halfway to retirement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How right. about that? 34, yeah. right? By the time they're 40, what, 43, they'll be done with this? Well, I, I doubt it. You know, they're volunteers, and uh, I don't think they'll ever be done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a calling. It's, uh, it's just in their blood, and that's uh-huh. all there is to it. And you know, um, they love it. They have regular jobs. Mm-hmm. They have families. But, uh, you know, we go there for Thanksgiving Day or Christmas dinner, and that pager goes off, and they're gone. Do they hope one day to become full-time firemen? You know, um, they had the offer a few years ago in the township they were living in at the time. Right. But, you know, what they make at their regular jobs and what the paid firemen, you know, what they were offering them, they, they just, they couldn't take the job. It just, you know, it just wasn't no, I enough. That. But you know what? They get, you they know? get the, the fulfillment of doing what they want to do. 
they, you know, they absolutely love it, you know, and uh, they're just not going to have it any other way. And, you know, they, they do it, you know, they go to work early in the morning, but my son lives in Tuckerton and he was in all the empires in Ocean County, Wow. you know, with all, yeah, the past couple of weeks and fought that all night and no sleep and went to work. Well, you know what? Tell them thank you for me. I love them. I'm so proud of these kids. Yeah, they just, it's a calling. Yeah, I can, I can hear it in your voice. Uh, well, thank them for me, Linda. And thank you for calling New Jersey 101.5. Bill Spadia. We are so in need of common sense. Thank you for listening in the morning. I'm not going to steer you wrong. The fight continues, right? Weekday mornings on New Jersey 101.5. Are you digging in with me? At NJ1015.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelis. Talking to you at 1-800-283-1015. And I'll be talking to you till 11 o'clock. All right. Go to nj1015.com. Check out uh, the blog. Uh, tomorrow is National Hoagie Day. How about that? And uh, in honor of National Hoagie Day, we have found the best hoagie places in New Jersey. And I put them all in a list. We got like, oh, about a thousand of them. I don't know. But I put them all in a list. And uh, they're there for you. So if you're looking for a good place for a hoagie or a sub or a primo, whatever you want to call it, we got it. And you know what? The great thing about what I do is I, I crowdsource. I talk to my social media who are all foodies. I got like thousands and thousands of like... If, by the way, Facebook, if you're friending me on Facebook, it's not... Uh, if I don't friend you back, it's not that I haven't tried. I'm only allowed. There's a limit of 5,000. We got to, like, you know how to move people over to a fan page? We got to start moving people over to a fan page or something because it's really, it's been like this for a while. And Twitter, you know, is about 4,000 or something like that. Not a lot. But um, anyway, I crowdsource my social media and basically say, where's the best place to go? And it's one thing when a critic gets paid to go someplace and tell you. It's another thing when someone just likes the place, and uh, that's what I do. So I take that information, and I put it on nj1015.com, and we find out, like, where the best food places are. Like, I found an incredible prime rib at the Heightstown Diner, which you've got to try. Uh, garlic knots here in Ewing, at King's Pizzerama, things like that. But uh, the Devils, if you, in case you didn't know, eliminated the Rangers and uh, advanced to the next round of the playoffs. And this really upset the Rangers fans. And uh, I find it funny that uh, a Ranger fan lost it. The prospect of a playoff loss and the joy of the Devil fans was too much for one Ranger fan caught on video punching a member of the Devil's woo crew, whatever the hell that is, in the Prudential Center on Monday night. After Eric Holler's goal to put the Devils up 3 nothing in the third period, it was time for many Ranger fans to head for the exits at the Prudential Center. Video captured the cheerleader coming down from a railing holding a raise hell sign after Holler's goal, if I'm pronouncing it right. The fan turned his head, punched the crew member in the side of the head. Now, what gets me about this is game one, when the Devils are getting their ass kicked, and they're losing 5-1 in their building. And all the Ranger fans were here. And they were having, they were whooping it up, having a grand old time. None of this happens. 
But the Ranger loses, and now we got this. Uh, fans jumped to the Wu crew member's defense and uh, tried to get between the two. The crew member and the fan appeared to have words not heard on the video, which prompted the fan to throw a second right hook. Got sucker punched in the face twice by a Rangers fan at my job, doing my job, celebrating a devil's goal, the uh, Wu crew member wrote on his Twitter account. So what I want to know from you, 1-800-283-101.5, have you ever witnessed, either been involved or witnessed an altercation at a sporting event? If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I imagine you must have seen about 6,000 of them. If you're a Jets fan, with remember the beads, you know, on the sides of uh, Giant Stadium? Uh, they still do that. Giant fans, of course, you know, I've been a Giant season ticket holder forever, seen my share, been involved. What's the uh, worst sporting altercation you've ever seen? Or give me any sporting altercation that you've ever seen. And what I'm going to do is I want to take your story. And the best story, I'm going to hook you up with some food. Okay, give me the best story, the best sports altercation you can come up with. And again, this is like not a not a fight on the field, but a fight in the stands, a fight that either you witnessed or were involved in wherever the game was. We've got so many teams here in the tri-state area. And uh, the best story is going to get we've got a $50 restaurant gift card to either Tacos El Tio and uh, they've got locations in Medford, Egg Harbor Township, Greenbrook, Monroe Township. For more information, visit tacosltio.com. Dina's Bistro, you treat your family to a delicious homestyle meal prepared by a family-owned restaurant for events, menus, catering information. Visit their website at dinasbistro.com. Jesse's a great guy, and the food is amazing. Sunday brunch is now on the menu at the Bonefish Grill. Feast on this festive meal experience with savory selections that pair with a collection of shareable sangria and margarita Pictures, visit bonefishgrill.com for more info. So that's your choices. Give me the best story, the best altercation that you've ever seen at a sporting event. I will hook you up with one. You got your choice. Okay, we'll do this, uh, we'll do this for a while. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, you must have attended. You know, when you think about the rivalries that exist just in this area, you know, Yankees, Red Sox. I think like the New York and Philly teams now are growing a rivalry. You know, for years, Giants-Eagle games. Uh, but now that the Giants, uh, you know, are getting better and uh, are competitive with the Eagles, not beating them yet, but competitive with the Eagles, you're going to see more of that. Rangers-Devils, of course. Rangers-Flyers, of course. Um Sixers-Knicks is a possibility, the way the NBA playoffs are going. Uh, But tell me, have you ever been, have you ever witnessed an altercation at a sporting event or been involved in one? Wherever it was, was it at the old Giant Stadium? Was it at the Meadowlands? You know, was it down in Philadelphia, the vet? Were you in the 700 level? 1-800-283-101.5. Give me one that you've seen or one that you've been involved in. And the best story, I'm going to hook you up at the restaurant. We were coming out of uh, game one of the Sixers-Lakers finals. The one that they won. My brother-in-law and I coming out. And we see a guy standing on a curb. And another guy who's standing in the street throws a right hook and knocks the guy to the ground. We just kept walking. Get the hell out of here. 
But uh, 1-800-283-101.5. And the thing, too, is like when you're in the stadium, there's only so much you can do. You know, you're constrained by the seats. You know people are going to break it up. 1-800-283-101.5. So give me a story. Have you ever seen an altercation? I don't care what sporting event it was. I'm thinking pros, but if you want to go college, I'm okay. And the best story is going to get a choice of uh, restaurant gift certificates, restaurant gift cards, either Tacos El Tio, Dina's Bistro, or the Bonefish Grill. If you were involved in one, it's not a, it's so different. You know, once upon a time, you can get in a fight in a game. It's not a big deal. Now you get in a fight in a game, they revoke your tickets, which cost hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars. You know, PSLs. That's the problem, Mike, when the, uh, when the team sucks. All those years, the Giants stunk, and everybody would sell the tickets to the Cowboy fans and the Eagle fans, and they get in fights. And the next thing you know, the season ticket holder is losing his ticket. 1-800-283-101.5. I'll tell you one of the best stories coming up uh, right after New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1.5. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. All right. The uh, Devils beat the Rangers in Game 7. The Ranger fan is so upset he ends up uh, punching out a Devils Woo Crew member. Not once, but twice. So I want to hear the uh, altercations that you have witnessed or been a part of at a sporting event in New Jersey. Best one's going to get their choice of a uh, $50 gift card to either Tacos El Tio, Dina's Bistro, or the Bonefish Grill. Rich is in Moorestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Oh, hi. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, this this is a topper. Of course, it's Philadelphia, the vet. Yeah, of all places. We're, we're crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But my, I'm like 12 years old. Right. Me and my friend, we're both 12. We go to my dad. Oh, Philly's opening game, opening game. Can we go? Can we go? And we're like, he's like, I don't know. He's just, you know how much the tickets are? They were $2.50. Wow. Wow. $7.50. So he says, oh, that's not bad. I'll take you and I'll pay for it. I'm like, oh, wow. So we get there. We're all the way up at the nose. <laughs> all the way up. Uh-huh. Right? People the red dots are the Phillies. Inning. You know, by the fifth inning, everybody's punching out each other. Everybody's in a fight. My dad's, what the heck's going on? And then what top is, this guy gets all the way up top, and he starts peeing on everybody. Oh, my God. That... My, dad, my dad says, after we left, he said to me and my friend, don't you ever ask me to go to another opening. <laughs> <laughs> and that was only game one. Imagine there's another 161 other games to play. Really yeah, don't wear another uh, team's uh, jersey or anything because we'll beat the heck out. No, no, it's not, it's not a good idea down there. Although I must say, Rich, I'm going to put you on hold and throw you in the hopper. I have been. Now, the thing about the uh, – I've been to Veterans Stadium wearing my giant garb. When uh, Carl Banks threw himself into Randall Cunningham and Randall threw a touchdown pass, I was wearing a giant starter jacket in the mezzanine watching that game. I was I was at the game with my friend Tom Cunningham when Stephen Baker caught a touchdown, wearing my giant jersey, and they were throwing change at me. And uh, I, I sit down and Cunningham's like, they're throwing money at you. I'm like, no, they're not. I, and I look down, I see all the money. And furthermore, he's like, don't press your luck. Get down. <laughs> but, I mean, and I've never had that problem. I've been thrown out of the Eagle Broadcast booth and have never had that problem. 
Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. But I know people who do. And I would never go up into the 700 level. Though. There, there was that. Let's go to Elizabeth in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you tonight? Good, how are you? So I ran this by. It's not actually, uh, it did not happen at a sporting event, but right. it is relating to a game. Okay. I think it was back in, um, it was a, I believe it was the like a special game or something back in, uh, I think it was like August of 2010. Right. And the Giants and the Jets played each other. Oh, a preseason game. And the, yeah, but it was early. It was warm out. And the, afterwards, I actually was a waitress at the time at Big Shots. And my boyfriend at the time picks me up, driving me back. Right. We're stuck in uh, this massive traffic jam. And there's these four guys in front of the car, drunk or messing. They start messing with the car. And and, and he's wearing a Giants jersey. They're all wearing Jets jersey. All he does is go like, woo, and they try they like come after him. Oh, my he's God. He's trying to get out of the car, get out of the car. I go to just roll up my window. Of all things, four guys, one girl. <laughs> I know I'm going to get punched <laughs> in the face by an angry Jets fan. No, the odds are not good for I'm that. Thir- we're 35. <laughs> wow. And then, Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah. So, I, I, not even at the game. After the game. No, not even just on the highway. Unfreaking believable. Un- I'm going to put you in the hopper, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. That was the game. That was Victor Cruz's breakout game, if I'm not mistaken. Because that was 20. I was at the. I was performing comedy at the Borgata that week. And I remember ironing my pants, getting ready, watching Victor Cruz wearing number three score touchdowns. And he eventually goes on to make the team. Uh, let's go to Marianne is in on the Turnpike North on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Marianne. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Tell me your story. Okay. So I'm up in Fenway Park in 2003. Right. And of course, Red Sox fans are full of angst at this time. Oh, yeah. And a group of guys, uh, Fire department guys from New York come walking into Fenway Park. They, the Yankees had just beaten the Red Sox four games in a row, right. and it's the fifth game because of a rainout. And they come walking in and they took all the brooms from the maintenance guys down down in the bottom, and they come walking into the bleachers with all of these brooms because they're ready to sweep the Red Sox. Uh-huh. And a major brawl breaks out in the stands. Oh, my God. Punching each other all over the place. It was insanity. And then when everybody found out that they were New York Fire Department guys, it got even more heated. They were <laughs> out of the stadium. It was hilarious. I love it. The fans were not in a good mood in 2003. Yeah, the following year they were, but not in 2003. Exactly, exactly, not in 2003. I'll tell you a funny story with the Red Sox, right? Uh, Vic DiBattetto, the comedian, is a diehard Yankees fan, and we were doing Catch a Rising Star yeah, one night. Funny. Right? We were doing Catch a Rising Star one night, and there's a guy in the audience wearing a Red Sox cap, and Vic says, oh, you a Red Sox fan? He goes, yeah. He goes, you ever been to Yankee Stadium? <laughs> says no he goes why don't you go on bat day <laughs> all right hold on i'm gonna put you on hold i'm gonna put you in the hopper 1-800-283-101.5 in philadelphia we have patty on new jersey 101.5 hey patty oh hi steve how are you huh? good how about you um, oh good yeah um well, I'm old enough that I was at the game when the Flyers won their first Stanley Cup. Nice. 
and I looked across the ice. There was a guy in a Bruins jersey. Uh-huh. And just strutting around. And I thought, oh, my God. I said, my date, look at that guy. And mm. he's got all of a sudden, he was surrounded by uh, by Philly um, Flyer fans. Wow. You never, you never saw him again <laughs> during the game. Never saw him again. And I kept on my date. Where is he? And he said he's gone. He's gone. gone. He's gone. He, he, we don't know. We don't. We don't. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. We have no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and, great. You know, but that and, was that was so frightening to me. Yeah, that was the Broad Street I Bullies. Thrilled that night. That night, it was such a you know celebration. But in my mind, I kept thinking about that guy. The poor, Bru- the poor Bruins guy. I'm going to put you on hold. Imagine that, right? In the era of the Broad Street Boys. Oh, that that would yeah. be tough. I'm surprised like Schultz didn't get him himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a very good reason why I'm, as an opposing fan, I'm not going to a Philly game. No. The, I'm no, disappearing. I, I I'm that. wearing my Columbus Blue Jackets jersey, and I'm never seen again. You ever seen, now, now, you've been in Cleveland. You must have seen some stuff. I've seen back in the 80s when they were at Municipal Stadium before they left. I, I saw some pretty raucous scenes and had some questions for my father probably a little earlier than he would have liked to have answered them but yeah it was a rough scene in cleveland in the 80s it was rough well you know the story right in, in the last game yeah when they refused to yes. pa- they wouldn't let him pass the 50 yard line because uh-huh. they were afraid for the dog pound yeah yeah well and you know as soon as people started getting into that stadium in that last game, they started ripping seats out. So it was chaos before they the showed game up even with started. power tools. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they were taking a piece with them for sure. The funny, real, the the best part of that though is Mary Kay Cabot talking mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. about how I think it was Wisniewski. Yeah, said screw it, I'm going down there. Yeah, and they wouldn't let him go. Yeah, it was so. It was it was really a touching moment. Yeah, and it was hard for a lot of the you know the fans and the team are just so you know you get so into your team you know they're ingrained to the fans so it was tough but yeah. you know they're back and losing so I'm happy everything's where it should be now <laughs> yeah. eight thirty one crazy one hundred one point five weather brought to you by Wendy's Wendy's three dollar breakfast deal is your choice of bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant. Plus uh, small seasoned potatoes for just $3. Break your morning routine. Get your $3 breakfast deal today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's uh, during Wendy's breakfast hours. 1-800-283-101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Yeah, take it with that. All right, talking about uh, sporting events and the altercations that we see at these sporting events. Uh, like I said, I'm surprised we didn't get giant eagle games, you know, because I've seen so I've seen so many fights break out at Giant Stadium, uh, especially for all those years that the Giants were losing, you know, and, and then I, you see it happening with the Jets. But uh, the thing with the Giants was that they didn't want to get their tickets revoked. And there was a famous incident back in, I think it was 1994, 1995. The Giants are playing the San Diego Chargers. Back then, they were the San Diego Chargers. And a guy in the stands, this is before the internet, a guy in the stands throws a snowball, an ice ball, 
and hits the San Diego offensive coordinator on the side of the head and knocks him out. And they actually, the search goes on to find out who this is. So the search goes on. And believe it or not, in like two days, the guy's picture was on the cover of the New York Post. And they got him. And this is like, again, before cameras everywhere, before the Internet, before anything. But the thing about the Giants is that in those days, unlike now where people beg you to buy Giant tickets because they're so expensive. But if you got your t- you know, those tickets were handed down to the generations. So the last thing you wanted to do was jeopardize your season tickets, you know, lest you lose them. So uh, the Giants didn't mess around. They were just, you know, you get caught, you're out. So you didn't see as many fights. Eagle games, yeah. <laughs> 700 level, forget about it. You know, just go in there with uh, body armor. But uh, do you ever see a fight breakout? Uh, I don't know that I've been to enough sports games to see a fight breakout. But um, I will say, uh, from going to Phillies games, and this is probably the same at every home game uh, for a team, the difference of the reaction, like when the away team versus the home team gets, you know, uh, I almost said a touchdown, gets a home run in baseball. Uh-huh. Um, like it was the Phillies versus, I think it was the Mariners that I saw. Um, and uh, when the Mariners got a, uh, I almost said it again, when they got a home run, <laughs> touchdown. You want me to write that down? <laughs> I'm going to write it on my hand. Um, when they got a home run. All the crowd is like, boo, boo. Like, you know, the signs stay the same. Nothing's going on. The Phillies get a, a home run. The, the, everyone's you know, going bananas. crazy. The yeah. lights are going. Brrr. They got the bell, like the Philadelphia bell. Gong, gong, gong. Well, you got to hear the announcers, right? The, you know, like, you know, you'll hear like uh, Scott France. Yeah, he's got him. He's got him. Yeah, he hit a home run. Big deal. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There was a video a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was Citizens Bank Park where this guy catches a foul ball. And behind him is a, or was a home run, maybe. And this little girl is like, I want the ball. I want the ball. I want the ball. <laughs> and he's holding the ball. This is He caught the ball, right? Yeah. And all the, oh, give her the, give her the ball. And that was he going to do, right? He's got it. So what does he, he gives her the ball? Yeah. She takes the ball, runs down to the rail, and throws it back on the field. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that would happen to me. All right. 1-800-283-101-45. Give me a story of uh, an altercation that you've seen at a sporting event, right? We had the Ranger fan punch, we have, uh, punching out the Woo Crew guy twice. Why are you going to hit the Woo Crew guy? I don't know. Yeah, it's like hitting the person on the way out of uh, Walmart who's giving you, like, the happy, the smiley face sticker. Like, why would you smack the guy, that on the yeah, way out? What did he do? It's his job. He's there, right? He got to contain. It's really hard today because of how limited. I mean, hell, the police can't do anything. What's the security yeah. guard going to do? Yeah, and yeah. I'm surprised that as part of the Wu crew, he's not, like, equipped with something, you know, to, like, kind of protect him. Or maybe he was, you know, I, mean, I don't know. Um, it's, I wonder how that would work. Like, I, I guess it'd be tough to be like, you're going to, you know, sit there and cheer, but here's a baton just in case. Oh, pepper spray. Pepper spray would be good, pepper yeah. Pepper spray. Yeah. That's a cool job, though. I wonder how much someone, like, that gets paid to just, you know, fill the fill the stands and, you know, make... I know, guys, it, there was a guy, uh, Steve Lazarus, who's a comedian, mm-hmm. and he was... Um, a beer vendor at Yankee Stadium, and he would uh, he would do comedy on the days off, but he made I mean, he made a lot of money. Those guys th- think about this: you're selling beer at Yankee Stadium in the, in a hot summer night, and uh, and but yeah, but th- those guys yeah. did really well. But yeah, I mean, you know, if, if I'm surprised that I don't know what they give them, 
like for security, but I could definitely see pepper spray. Right? Pepper spray. The guy gets obnoxious, you're done. Give him, you have to no no club, none of that. You know, you don't want to injure the guy, right? Just you no, know, because you know otherwise. Because what do they do normally? What they do is they come in mass. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, escort you out of the place, and it's private property. You know, I mean, hell, I remember back back in the day. I don't know what they're doing now, but bouncers, you know, bouncers at the Jersey Shore bars back in the day, you know, they they had big muscles to show the show yeah. the women how tough they were, and they would beat up drunks like nine guys on one drunk, and they killed the guy, uh, Tom Warnicky, oh nineteen years old in nineteen seventy nine at the Royal Manor. Like, was it a whole bunch of bouncers just beat this guy? To do, that's how ridiculous it was. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I was going to just say, like, maybe they could have, you know, a player that's, like, off the clock, you know, just sitting up there with them. You know, someone gets in his face and you got to fight one of the, the players now. <laughs> no, they put him in the penalty box. <laughs> they put, the they, box, put, they, they put the out. fan in the penalty box. Is he? 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trevelis. You would meet till 11 o'clock tonight. Go to nj1015.com and check out the Steve Trevelis page. That's where all the good stuff is. Uh, my interview with Steve Gutenberg, uh, Tales from the Gutenberg Bible, is at the uh, New Brunswick Performing Arts Center, better known as the George Street Playhouse. Uh, the interview is fantastic. And Howie Mandel was on last night. And Howie uh, on America's Got Talent, it was Julia Scotty who came out on the show and it uh, came out as transgender. And uh, Howie and Julia spoke for the first time last night since the, uh, that performance, you know, that um, that show seven years ago. And we're going to get that at NJ1015.com. But tomorrow is National Hoagie Day. So I've taken the liberty of finding the absolute best hoagie places all over New Jersey. We got like 30 of them up there. And uh, you want to, you know, you want a good sandwich? Go to the page. Whatever you want, go to my page and see. Because I've pretty much covered every freaking restaurant I could think of at this point. That's all right. true. Right? Really? Right. So uh, the, the, have you been following the writer's strike? Uh, a little bit. I've seen some stuff that's been going on with it. They have lost $10 billion in one day. The entertainment industry has lost $10 billion. This is from Collider.com. In one day following the writer's strike. Right? For those who think the stock market is the best way to measure the health of any industry, it's clear that the Writers Guild of America nationwide strike has landed a mighty blow on the entertainment industry. Uh, while we are only on the second day of the strike, the U.S. entertainment industry has already lost more than $10 billion in shares value. However, while these numbers might seem optimistic for those supporting the strike, <laughs> this writer included, some caution is advised the stock market is a volatile beast. How about that? That's pretty spooky. Well, I think that the trouble with this strike yeah. is that there are too many alternatives that I think, you know, I sympathize with the writers. I hope they get what they want. I support strikes. I'm a union member myself. Mm -hmm. But uh, but the idea that like in 1987 was that it was a big writer strike, big TV. The writers went on strike yeah. and a show called Wise Guy, which had originally aired in September on Thursday nights going up against the uh, must-see TV. <laughs> and there was no way that Ken Wall and the boys were going to beat Cosby and Family Ties and yeah. uh, Cheers, et cetera, et cetera. But when the strike hit 
uh, those shows all went into reruns. So what happened was um, when Wise Guy went into reruns, no one had seen it. So it was fresh and new and it got a life. And there weren't a lot of shows back then that you could do that with because you were basically limited to, you know, the network and the, the, you know, the new cable industry with the few channels that they had and the people, you know, a few subscriptions that they had back then. But now, you know, when you've got hundreds of TV shows, when you, like, I just got Roku TV and you go through, I, I mean, you've got hundreds of channels to choose from. It is impossible to have seen all those shows. And that coupled with the fact that we've now become used to waiting for our programming. You know, it used to be you got every season, you got 39 episodes of a TV show and they pretty much ran in succession with an occasional preemption. Now, you know, yeah, we have a, a fall season and a winter season and a spring season and the finale of this and, the, and, 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 and weeks go by in between that your shows are constantly getting preempted. We've been conditioned to wait for what we want. So I think those two things, the fact that one, there are other shows, uh, that we can watch while we wait is not gonna, you know, the public's not gonna be putting on as much pressure to get this thing settled. And two, you know, just the fact that, uh, you know, we're used to waiting. You know, we've got too many alternatives and we're used to waiting. So this could take some time. In the meantime, while we wait, I want you to think of, and I'm going to give out another restaurant card, another gift card going out here. I want you to think of some of the best lines that you've ever heard written for television. Some of your favorite television lines. We're going to do it after news. And the best ones are going to get a $50 gift card. So think of what you love the most about the writers of your favorite TV shows. Jersey News and Jersey Views. Both are here on New Jersey 101.5. Whatever gets you through the night. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Steve Trevely is getting you through tonight till 11 o'clock. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. We got you covered. Go to nj1015.com. Do check out the blog. That's where all the good stuff is. We got, uh, you know, we got the uh, best hoagies in New Jersey. We got the interview with Steve Gutenberg. And uh, coming up later on, we're going to have uh, Rattled Humming Heart, which is the uh, second album from the Midnight Callers. And the single is Baby Let Me Be. And Kurt Rail produced the album. Jersey Guy from the Grip Weeds produced a lot of Smithereens and Pat Denizio. He's going to call in, I think, at 1020. We're going to play the song, and it's really, really good. It's like one of the best things Badfinger never did. And uh, you get to hear the new single from uh, the Midnight Callers called Baby Let Me Be. But for now, uh, we're talking about the writer's strike. And I want to hear, also we're taking calls about the uh, sports altercation. Give me the best sports altercation you've ever seen or been involved in because of the dopey Ranger fan that punched out the Devil's woohoo crew member. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. The best lines or the best sports stories 
you're going to get your pick a $50 restaurant gift card to either Taco El Tio's, Dina's Bistro, or the Bonefish Grill. Taco's El Tio, Dina's Bistro, the Bonefish Grill. Jeff is in Franklin on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Steve. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So what's happening? Jeff? Are you there? Where are Jeff? Oh, sorry, I put the phone on mute. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, now I got you. Okay. All right. Just wanted to quick give a shout-out to all the firefighters. We appreciate it. We really do. Absolutely. Thank um, you. for. So back in, I do have to admit, I was directly involved in this. Okay, here we go. This is the one I was waiting for. Go ahead. <laughs> 2007 or 2008, I think. All right. Uh, <clears throat> 10 o'clock in the morning, I get a call from a buddy of mine that says, Wrap it up. We're going to go to the Mets game today at Shea Stadium. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So it ends up being a, every year there's a coach bus that they would rent, uh, put a keg on the back of the bus, and fill the bus with Mets fans, and they would drive. They would take it to Shea Stadium right. have a great time. Nice. So it ends up being me, a good buddy of mine, his college buddy, and his father. So we're pre-gaming, we're pre-gaming, we get to the game, and it happens to be against the Phillies, actually. Who better? I remember we're up like 9 nothing, something like that. Right. So my buddy's giving it to the one Phillies fan who's about three times the size of him the whole game. I'm saying, you know, don't do this. This is not good. You're going to put a jinx on it. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> You know, typical, typical Mets fan, right? Uh-huh. So in front of us, meanwhile, we have about two rows full of people that were on this bus, all now in Chase Stadium. Right. Directly in front of us is a father and his son. Right. His son's probably in his 20s, early 20s is the son. And we're, we're, we're giving it to them the whole game, you know. Um, my buddy's. He's got the guy's got his arm around his son. Typical father son thing. My buddy's giving it to him. Oh, you don't do that to your kid, blah blah blah. I'm not being a good guy, you know. <laughs> what a douche. Well, I know and I look over. The other buddies picking the little picking the hair off the father's arm that's attached. Just one by one. Get out. Child this stuff. Right. Guys, come on. Right. Two innings later, Phillies go up. Now they're beating the Mets now out of nowhere. Right. So before I know it, everybody's just not having a good time. Now ah, the game stinks, ah, blah, blah, blah. Something happens. We have a hit single something. I'm not sure. I don't remember. All I remember is standing up cheering, and my buddy knocks, hits my arm. My full beer accidentally spills goes all over the, 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 the son's head. Oh, no. Accidentally here. And then... $10 beer. This was an, this was an accident. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the father has had enough. Right. He turns around, swings. I kind of ducked a little bit. He hits my friend square in the side of the face. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Before you know it. Five seconds later, the other guy that we were with, the the, the father, he just goes diving across and then goes right after the dad. 
Right. And to put that into anything, right? He's just there with his kid, wants to watch the game. He's trying to protect the kid. He's got you guys behind him. Oh, my the God. The father didn't do anything. The son didn't do anything. And they're Mets fans, too, so they're yeah. not happy either. I mean, we're, we're, we're not losing. So what happened? So what happened? Well, the four of us basically are going at it with the two of them. Right. And well, How old is the son? You know it. In his early 20s. Oh, oh, I thought it was like a little kid. Oh, okay, I got it. Now. Yeah, he, he was old. He was, he was about our age. That's, that's, that's oh, okay. About three minutes later, we're being escorted out by about 10 to 15 guards. Oh, here they come in yeah. droves, right. Now, remember, we had a coach bus full of Mets fans. They didn't do anything, so they were able to stack, right? right. We're getting escorted out. As we're getting escorted out, on the big screen, you see the four of us getting walked out. And (laughs) My, made the big Uh, time. Look at me. Get the bleep out. That's the chance. Get the bleep out. How about that? By everybody, right? Uh To boot. Now we're getting full beers thrown at us as we're going. As we're being and you're Mets out. fans in Shea Stadium, and this is happening. Shea Stadium, Mets fans. And who we got into an argument and fight with? Also Mets fans. Oh, unbelievable. This could only happen so to you. We, we can't go back in. We're, be, we're told, get out. You're not coming back in today. So we're walking back to the coach bus to sit there the rest of the game. Here's the kicker, best part of the story. As we're walking back to the bus, who walks right by us in route? Who's that? The father and son. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to Seinfeld me and go Roger McDowell and Doug No. We looked at the father and son, and we looked at each other and said, hey, we're going back to the bus we came on. We got a keg in the back of the bus. You want to come join us? You took them with you? They said, absolutely. We'd love to. We walked back to the bus and we sat there the rest of the game, listened to it on the radio, and we all enjoyed it and had a good laugh. That is fantastic. That you know what that that is a I'm putting you in the harbor. That is a great story. It was worth the punchline for the story. You know, sometimes the long stories aren't worth the punchline. That story was worth the punchline. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Here's what I want from you: Give me your best uh, sports altercation story if you've got one. But also, I want to hear your favorite line from a television show, or any any line that you remember. What's your favorite line from a television show? Now that we got the writer's strike to deal with, we're gonna we're gonna have to wait a while for the new funny lines. Oh, it doesn't have to be a funny line. Just a great line that you remember from a TV show. 1-800-283-101.5. The best one's going to get a $50 gift card to either Tacos El Tio, Dina's Bistro, or the Bonefish Grill. And i uh, got to ask, if you've been thinking about adding a pet to your family, my friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's fast traffic. Jersey 101.5 this summer. 
take a shortcation, cha-cha-cha. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Starting Monday, listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday, thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You could win a free shortcation. Good luck. From New Jersey, 101.5. All right. All right. Here's where we got the writer strike going on. So uh, we need to remind ourselves how good the writing actually is. I want to hear uh, a funny line or a great scene that you miss, that you remember, that you love. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, the best ones we're going to give out prizes to. Uh, I got uh, $50 gift cards at Tacos El Tio, uh, Dina's Bistro, the Bonefish Grill, TacosElTio.com, Dina'sBistro.com, and uh, BonefishGrill.com. Started off with Jiffy and Manalapin. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, Stevie? Going, doing good, buddy. How about you? Good, thanks. All right, give me, give me the line you remember. From Get Smart. Max tells Jaime to kill the light, and Jaime shoots it. <laughs> Do you remember Siegfried? Yeah. From Get Smart? Yeah, he was the bad guy. Bernie Coppell. He was hysterical. Remember the one when he's looking in the Periscope? Nothing, nothing, six destroyers, nothing. We're six destroyers. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was a great show. Mel Brooks wrote that. Mel Brooks and Buck Henry. And oh, my God, that show. That's a great one. That that show can hurt you. And and what was the other one? This is chaos. We don't cha-cha-cha here. Yes, chaos. Yep. Oh, man. All right, Jip, I'm going to put you on hold. Let's put Jip in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to Pete in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Good, Pete. How are you? All right. My favorite line was from Jackie Gleason, to the moon, Alice. <laughs> ah, to the moon, Alice. And you know what? That, there were so many great lines in the Honeymooners. What's your favorite Honeymooner episode? Um, where he uh, lost his job, and he had to go to work in the sewer with uh, Ralph Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't a happy camper. No, man. Remember we were selling the irons? We said, Ma, you got to buy this iron. I only sold one. (laughs) Well, do what you do. Do what you do to sell the iron. What did you say? I said, Ma, you got to buy this iron. Oh, man. I still watch the episodes on the the channels. They're, They're decent. Leonard Stern wrote that. And he has got to be, maybe not now, but like for about three decades the most quoted writer in all of television because you exactly. you know every line from every episode of The Honeymooners. Pete, I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a funny line from a TV show. Give me one that you love, one that still sticks out. 1-800-283-101.5. We got uh, Joners on 287. Joner, how are you? Okay, how you doing, Steve? Uh, it's been a while. I know. All right, get I up. I have one from, uh, mine's from Friends. Uh-huh. 
And I think I think of this every time I step into my shower. What's that? Joey and Chandler right. are arguing about Joey wants to borrow Chandler's toothbrush. Right. And Chandler's like, no, you can't borrow my toothbrush. Why not? That's disgusting. And Joey says, what's the difference? We share the same soap. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what soap is soap? And Joey says, really? Oh, really? Oh. The last place that I use the soap and the first place that you use it. And Chandler makes the most bloody disgusting thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is. Wait, wait, I never use the soap. I never used the bar of soap since that show. <laughs> yeah, really. I think I think that drove a lot of people to body wash. <laughs> or, 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 or in my son's case, away from soap. Hold on. I'm going to put you on the. I'm going to put you on hold, put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's, a, here's one of my favorite writing pieces. <laughs> what does he know like me? Slow down. Okay. What? <laughs> first episode that they introduced Christopher Lloyd as uh, Jim Ignatowski. And they, you talk about shows they can never put today. right? He gets the job mm -hmm. because he drugs Louie. Right? Remember that? <laughs> right. He gets yeah. the job yeah. because he puts something in Louie's coffee. Mm -hmm. And then, right, they take him for the test. And when they filmed that, it was, they had to film it so many times because the extras kept cracking up. Really? Yeah. They had to keep doing it and doing it and doing it because they, they couldn't hold a straight face. Uh -huh. And you could see, like, like uh, Jeff uh, Conway yeah. turn away from the camera yeah. because yeah. it was just so funny. I mean, when I think of Taxi, I think of that scene. Like, that scene just pops in my head. That's the like, first one. Yeah, that's the first one that pops in my head and, and uh, Laka running around. But that one, that scene from the driving test, it's a classic. That's one of those shows. Kind of, I was saying before about the Honeymooners. You mm -hmm. know, like, Leonard Stern is probably the most quoted television writer in history. Yeah. You know, hello, ball. Everybody <laughs> knows every line. We were talking last night about the Angela episode. Mm. On Taxi. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Paul was in here and he was saying that, you know, the original Taxi theme was, uh, it was called Angela's theme. And they'd written that for Angela and they liked it so much they made it the theme of the show. And the line from Angela, if you remember, Alex is dating her yeah. and she just, she's just, she's self-conscious because she's fat and she doesn't. And she says, if you're going to stay here and my gut's all over the floor, he goes, could we just have dinner and work our way up to your guts all over the floor? <laughs> Yeah. The writing on that show was just so great. Oh, the writing, the cast. I mean, this is a great show. If you come along like that. Yeah, yeah. What's oh, your no, favorite line from a TV show? 
My favorite line from a TV show is probably, hello, Newman. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> probably. 9.30. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Hi, uh, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Talking about the uh, best lines from TV shows. The ones you love the most. And the best ones I uh, got gift cards to give out. Because you know you love to eat, right? We got uh, Tacos El Tio, Dina's Bistro, the Bonefish Grill. So uh, the good ones are going to get the gift cards. The bad ones are going to get a, not a bad ones. I mean, you know, you only got so many of these to give out. All right, let's go to uh, Corinne is in Franklin Park on New Jersey 101.5. Have you been? I have been well, thank you. How have you been? I can't complain. Well, I mean, I hear you all the time. So what am I, I don't know. It's kind of like we're hanging out anyway, you know. It's like I know, right? It's like that somewhere <laughs> out there song, the two of us are just gazing at the same sky in different places. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One is driving, the other is talking on the radio, but you know. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, 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 so tell me, tell me your quote. Well, okay, so, I don't know, I just always, this one always, like, caught my fancy, if you will. Right. Um, okay, it's Phoebe from Friends. Right. And she said, I lost my sexy phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my sexy phlegm. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I can't even, all right, so, I don't know if you know the background, uh, but Go I'll ahead. tell you very quickly. No, tell me the background. Right, so. Monica got sick, and then somehow she caught it. So when she went to go do her, like, you know, thing at the coffee shop, and she's doing Smelly Cat or whatever, she found that she sounded really sexy. And once she had this, what she calls sexy phlegm, she got a little cold. Uh And then, like, and and then she was, like, trying all different kinds of music. And she was like, oh, my God. (laughs) She became Chrissy Hyde. And then she started to get well again, and she got really mad about that. And so she went to go, like, Monica's coffee cup or (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long time. She was like, "I miss, I miss my sexy friend." I like that. I like. All right, I'm I'm putting you in the hop, and I'll stay in touch. Uh, don't make me go up with another topic to get you to call. Let's go to uh, Tom. Is in Summit on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve. Happy Thursday, buddy. Happy Thursday to you too, my friend. How are you? Hey, I, I got two of them for you. Good. The first one is from Cheers when Norm comes into the bar and one of the bartenders asks him how are things and he goes, it's a dog-eat-dog world and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one when he walks in and uh, everybody and Woody says to him, what's going on, Mr. Peterson? I'm more concerned with what's going in, Mr. Peterson. Beer me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, yes. Yeah. And the other one I have is um, from Taxi, where Jim Ignatowski is going for his driver's license. I just played it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Best line out there. What does a yellow light mean? I I, I just played it. That, you know what? That is is utter brilliance. That is utter brilliance. That may be one of the best television lines of all time. (laughs) Oh, Tom, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to uh, Rob is in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Robbo. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. So, uh, yeah, the line I got is from a classic. It's uh, from Family Guy. Okay. It's uh, the guy, one of Peter's friends, Cleveland. Whenever something gross happens, he goes, Pete, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everything in Family Guy is unbelievable. You know, I mean, they talk about how long the family can't get on the air. Your family guy's on every week and nobody notices. And we want them to never find out because it is that good. Let's go to uh, Rudy is in Lawrence Harbor on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rudy. Hey, thank you for having me. My pleasure, Rudy. What's going on? I have a couple of them. I mean, I was I showed a lot of time in the service and heard a bunch of like really. Rudy, are you on a speakerphone? Never. Can you uh, get off the speakerphone and get on the real phone? Can you hear me? Oh, you sound so much better. I mean, I'm doing this because um, you're following your audience, Rudy. I want you to be, you know, give me, a, <laughs> give me your best, Rudy. Yeah, one of, uh, a couple from the service that we used in the service was Fubar. I can't say the actor. No, you cannot, but I know what that means. Okay, what's the yeah. other one? Uh, Cluster. Yeah, we, yeah, we got that one. Okay, we, we figured out how to be yeah. obscene on the radio. What else we got? Yeah. And then also, like, when the service, like, when things would go awry, we always need something more. We would call it, we need a bigger boat from Jaws. Ah, right, Peter Benchley. That was Robert, was that, not right? that was uh, Richard Dreyfus, right? Or no, was it, was Richard, it Dreyfus. Richard, Richard Dreyfus? I think we need a bigger boat. We need a bigger boat. Okay, and what's the one for Saving Private Ryan? Uh, the Fubar. Oh, uh, the Fubar. The Fubar. Okay. Yeah. All right. I do want to say, like, one one of my favorite, um, one of the favorites was from Seinfeld. It has to uh-huh. be. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> That's good. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me some funny lines from TV shows. Let's go to uh, Dan is on 42 on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Dano? Hey, Steve-O. How are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. Steve, right. as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That is one of the funniest lines in that, television. That is the best. Uh, did you see the episode? I did. Oh, my God. I love that show. Yeah, you know, I was starting out in radio, and that was like whatever. When you started out in radio and WKRP was on, we all thought that's what it was going to be like. <laughs> you know, that's exactly. going to be like that. Well, we, all had, we all had less Nessman than some kind of. News guy at our, our radio station, right? Oh yeah, I ha- as ma- he did an appearance. We did an appearance together at the Oxford Valley Mall when I was at YSP, and I got a picture of Richard Sanders. He's like eighty one now, but back then it was like ni- it was like nineteen nineties, early nineties, because the new one was on. They were promoting the new one with um, uh, what's the girl from the Corvette? Tony Katane. Tony Katane. Uh, but it was uh, me and him, and we're taking the picture, and he's like, hey, you know what? Let's not let's not just look into the camera and smile. Let's do it action shot like you're looking at camera and i'm gonna like show you I, you know I'm, I'm looking at copy and you're gonna help me with the copy and we tried because a second thought let's just look at the camera and smile <laughs> but uh what a great and that was that was the episode uh where carlson takes over the script remember oh the humanity w k r 
<laughs> Hold on, I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me the funny lines from your favorite TV show. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. This Mother's Day share with New Jersey 101.5, what your mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Enter now on our New Jersey 101.5 free app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 35 and 36 in Eatontown, the name you know and trust for almost 50 years this Mother's Day. Tell us what Mama used to say to win from New Jersey 101.5. My mom cursed. I don't know. Like, would that, could I win if that, if I actually entered that? And, you know, like, I mean, if your mom, if your mom, you dropped a lot of, you know, curse words, could you win? I can't enter anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, the writer's strike. They lost, uh, what was it, $10 billion or something like that? Some ridiculous amount of money. And uh, I want to know from you. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your favorite television line. Let's go to uh, Tammy is in Bristol on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tammy. Hello. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? All right, so we watch a lot of Married with Children reruns. And there's a lot of great one-liners in that show. Oh, that show will hurt. Um, yeah, one one that comes up often. Um, Peg comes through the front door. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Hey, Al, I'm home. Did you miss me?" And he just shakes his head. Goes, "Yep, with every bullet so far." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the one where he was, I forget what, what was going on, but she like let lights into him and he turns and goes, I know what you're thinking, but you can't have her. She's, she's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Not, there's another one about what's your, what's your weakness? And it's something about a six pack and a redhead. <laughs> that, you know what? That show always delivered. I don't, what really sucked about that show is that they never, that show saved Fox. And they just let it die. They just let it go off into the sunset without any kind of send-off, any kind of series finale, last episode, fanfare, nothing. It just went away. Yeah, there's there's so much good material there. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Hold on, Tammy. I'm going to throw you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Lucille is in East Windsor. What's up, Lucy? Hello, Steve. Hello, Lucy. How are you? Oh, I've been hanging in, hanging in. Um, I love All in the Family. Right. I wish it never went off. I could imagine today how they would handle things. Well, it's still on. It's on in like four times. It's on like, it's on in reruns, but it's, there's, a, there's a show, there's a channel called Catchy Comedy. It used to be the Decades channel. And they run like four episodes in a row every night. Well, yeah, I've seen the reruns. I, I enjoy watching them once in a while, but I'm saying if they had still been able to produce that show, I guess they couldn't. But anyway, the people are gone anyway, a lot of them. No, there's that. Um, not not all of them, but my... They are quite busy being dead. There's that, yes. Ah, God. Archie was unbelievable. I, he was, I think that was the funniest show ever on TV, maybe better than The Honeymoons. Anyway, when... Um, Edith started to act crazy to Archie right. because she was going through the change. Right. I don't know if you saw that show. No. She was real ornery to him, and then she'd be nice, and then all of a sudden she'd get nasty to him, and uh. he didn't know what was going on. Do you remember that? <laughs> okay, yeah. So finally, they went to the doctor, and Archie was saying, well, what's the matter with her? And the doctor said, well, 
she's in the change or she's going through the change or something. So then when she got home from the doctor, he says he was still she was still giving him a hard time, giving him trouble, right? right. So he's sitting in the chair or something, and he says he says looks at her and she said something nasty to him. He says, "Look," he says, "if you're gonna change." change right now it was <laughs> i mean the way she said it to him the way he said it to her you're going to the change okay change now it was so funny you had to see that scene. Oh, no i like that you know the other did you ever see the one with sammy davis jr oh yeah yeah when he kisses him when they're going to take the picture and he kisses him but yeah that was funny too the classics though were archie and uh lionel when mike evans played lionel the first lionel and the conversations they would have, because Carol O'Connor was on with on the on the uh, Donnie and Marie show, talking about how it wasn't comedy; it was satire, and yeah. it wasn't about comedy writing. It was a good satirist, and uh, they were, you know, that's what made the show work so well. And they say it couldn't be on today, and yet all the reruns are on, and nobody's complaining. You know, people got to give us more credit for what we could take. Hold on, Lucy. I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. we got Andrew. we got George. we got Peter. Hang out. We're taking us into the next hour. Give me your favorite television lines. You can listen on demand to New Jersey 101.5's Dennis and Judy. I have a very good sense of when to stop talking. Really? Listen anytime and anywhere on demand. Subscribe to Dennis and Judy's On Demand show wherever you get podcasts. You can also hear it for free on our New Jersey 101.5 app. Thanks to our sponsor, Value City NJ, with nine locations in New Jersey or online at ValueCityNJ.com. Dennis and Judy. Oh, you're my best friend. Now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5. There we go. 1 800 283 101.5. Steve Trevor And you. Hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight. We got a new song by New York City's Midnight Callers. It's their new album, Rattled Humming Heart. And it's called Baby Let Me Be. And it may be the uh, best song Badfinger never did. If you're a Badfinger fan, you're going to want to hear it. And Kurt Rail produced it. He of the Grip Weeds. He of the Smithereens. He's uh, produced them. He's got a long list of people. Mark Lindsay. He's going to be calling about 1020. In the meantime, though, I want to hear because of the writer's strike and all this great writing that we're not going to be getting some of the greatest lines that we have gotten. What are your favorite lines from some of your favorite TV shows? And I've got gift cards. Uh, the good ones are going to get Tacos del Pio, uh, which has locations in Medford, Egg Harbor Township, Greenbrook, Monroe Township. For more information, visit Taco com. Dina's Bistro. Treat your family to a delicious homestyle meal prepared, meal prepared by a family-owned restaurant. For events, menus, and catering information, visit their website at dinasbistro.com. And uh, there's also the Bonefish Grill. Sunday brunch now on the menu at the Bonefish Grill. Feast on this festive meal experience with savory selections that pair with a collection of shareable sangria and margarita pitchers. Visit bonefishgrill.com for more info. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, too. You ready for that? Uh, Salud. All right, let's go to uh, George is in Weaversville on New Jersey 101.5. Hiya, George. Hi, Steve. Yeah, okay, well, I got, the first one I got is, I got two. I got one from Welcome Back, Cotter from the 1970s. Uh-huh. Dave Kaplan and, uh, and John Peralta. And the other is from I Love Lucy. 
Well, uh, welcome back, Cotter, where, uh, where uh, Vinnie Barbarino, John Travolta, used to say, uh, up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh, there was so many. Vinnie Barbarino, I used to get my old boss, Tim Sabian, used to call me Vinnie Barbarino because I used to have that, tra- I had that Travolta look from Cotter at one point. What? When? And the other- and remember the one, remember the one where, uh, Barbarino's gonna, oh, oh, where Karshak was ooh, 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 right? Remember yeah, yeah. the one with Gabe where he says, uh, uh, I'm gonna go meet Princess, you know, meet, yeah, pray, pray, Princess, meet me by the billboard on 84th Street. And then Kaplan goes, uh, you stay here, I'm gonna go meet Princess on the corner of the billboard at 84th Street. Well, I don't remember that one, but, uh, um, uh, but, uh, uh that, that's, that, the memory is pretty much foggy, Pat. That's not my favorite, but it's, yeah, Pop. Uh, I Love Lucy, where Ricky Ricardo, uh, uh-huh. uh is all, was saying, uh, Lucy, I need to, to explain something to me. Explain it, Lucy, explain it to me. That's good stuff. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's go to, uh, Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Uh, Stephen, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good. I'm having my salad. You're having a salad. What kind of salad are you having? Tall salad with tomato. Red there, you there you go. Don't toss it too fast or too hard. No, with a real creamy Italian dressing. There you go. And nice. I like that. All right. What's what's your My show? This old recipe. Mm. My, I have two. Go ahead. One is from The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Mister McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me if I got angry. <laughs> Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, and uh, I believe the actor's name was Jack Colvin. Uh-huh. And then there's the one from Laverne and Shirley. And which one is that one? With Eddie Mecca. Right. The Big Ragu. The Big Ragu. will never go from rags, rags to riches. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Good stuff. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Hi, I guess my candles didn't stay lit. <laughs> I'm telling you, Andrew, you wait. Yeah, you know, good things come to those who wait, and you have waited yeah, and I waited gotta, and waited. You real quick, go ahead. So you remember you were talking about Julia Scotty, and she did the prank on you with the coyote outside and everything. Yeah, I told that to a good friend of mine on a video phone call the other day, and he was laughing. Uh, we all, she did it in a club. We were all cracking up. I couldn't believe it. As I was hysterical and the with sign that. Sign said acne. Uh, she's like, I walked outside, and, and she the way she sold it, and there was a coyote, and and he was up on his hind legs, and <laughs> and and he was holding a box that said Acme. I'm like, oh come on! <laughs> All right, what's, no, man, I got two. Go ahead, I got two. Go ahead. Plus, I hope you could do me a favor. I hope you have a great weekend. But I have two of them. I will do my best. You too, my friend. Batman. Go. Batman, the TV show. Batman. Batman. Oh, Batman. He's got that man written here. Batman. No, not, not at all. Batman, yeah, at the end of the show, the narrator would come on. Right. Tune in next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Will Catwoman drown him in the boiling pot of oil? <laughs> Tune in next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. I was the other one. Batman was one of them. Right. Um, uh-oh. Brain freeze. Did he did he write down the two things that I mentioned? Six million dollar man. Oh God bless you. 
Yeah, the six million dollar man in the beginning, right? When he was like running on the treadmill that was going sixty miles an hour, right? We have the technology; we can rebuild him. I know. I've used that before. That, if you remember, there was a cartoon right. called The Eighth Steve? Man, and that's where Six Million Dollar Man came from. Steve, Steve, yeah. If I win, I like to donate to the Flemington Fire Department. I will make that happen for you. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. He owed tribute to Raymond. Let's go to Nate in Livingston on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Nate. Hey, you doing, Steve? How you doing, pal? So far, so good. I got one for you. Actually, I got a couple, but I... Go ahead. Let me hear what you got. I got Bazinga. One word. Where did that come from? Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. All right. That's a guy. I never watched that show. I should. All right. Give me another one. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Ah, it's going Brady Bunch on me. All right. All right. Give me another one. The uh, last one is, I'll do this one here. You probably know this one. He goes, no. Oh, that's The Simpsons. That's Homer. There you go. All right, man. Good stuff. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Let's see what. Let's see what didn't come in. Right from uh, from the social media, we got I'll be back. We got sit on it from Happy Days. Uh, last line, Woody says in the Cheers finale, "I hate change." The, what surprised me? None from the office came up. No one said yeah, that's what she that? said. How about that? Yeah. We could do another hour on the show. The lines that didn't come in, that <laughs> should have come in. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Bob, what do you got for me? Hey, Bob? Hey. What's your line? Uh, my line is from the A team. Okay. Actually, there's two. There's, I love it when a plan comes together. Okay. And Mr. T's on the jazz. I like it. Good stuff. Right. one 800 Kurt Rail coming up. is fast traffic every 15 minutes on New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Nobody get through. 1-800-283-101.5. Headlines and Trev lines coming up. Go to nj1015.com and check out the Steve Trevelis page. Best hoagie shops in New Jersey because uh, tomorrow's National Hoagie Day. You're going to need something uh, in your stomach when you drink all those margaritas for Cinco de Mayo. I'm just thinking of you. Thinking of you. All right. Kurt Ryle. Uh, he shared the stage with Brian Wilson. He's produced the Smithereens. He's been up there with Mark Lindsay. He founded the Grip Weeds. And uh, the last time I saw him uh, was on the boardwalk in Asbury Park. His new project is New York City's Midnight Callers. We're doing their second album. And he joins me now. How you doing, pal? Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing great, man. You're doing fantastic, man. What's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm in the studio. I'm just doing studio work. And then I get out every now and then on good behavior, and I play with the grip weeds. I do, we do live shows. I just want you to know that uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see the picture. I was wearing, I still wear my grip weed shirt, because that shirt, of all the shirts I've ever been handed by a band, that shirt fits me the best. <laughs> I'm, well, 
Yeah. Well, we had you in mind, Steve, when we, we uh, you know, side through. We're like, what's going to work for Steve? <laughs> we got to get those love handles just right. That's yeah, exactly. Just so that, you know, they don't show, right? You don't want them to show. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I and people say to me, just again, what's a grip weed? I had to explain that the grip with grip weed was the name that John of John Lennon's character and how I won the war. Right, right. And then that was what, you know, musically, that's what we were trying to, we were sort of aligned with the Beatles, you know, and still are. And and what better band really to be aligned with than the best band in the world? Yeah, you and I were talking one day in the studio, and I'm raving about Pat Denizio's Buddy Holly, and you, without me knowing it, oh yeah, I produced it. <laughs> like, really? I did. <laughs> I played on a lot of that record. Pat, Pat comes in with an acoustic guitar, and uh, he says, I want to make an acoustic album. So we, we make the acoustic album, and I start going, Pat, you know, it needs a little spice, it needs a little something. And then, and so maybe I'll have drums there. And he goes, okay, put drums on. And I go, you know, it needs a little electric guitar. All right, put the electric guitar on. It needs a little bit of bass. And it was just a little bit, a little bit. And all of a sudden, <laughs> there it was. And I played all these instruments. <laughs> it just fun. sort of happened. I don't know how it happened, but that's what happens in the studio. It was a great job. All right, now listen, I don't have much time. Tell me about yeah. the Midnight Callers. This is the second album that is the best song Bad Finger never did, I got to tell you. Which one? Uh, well, baby, let me be. I, I knew you were going to say that. Yep. <laughs> now, were you thinking that when you were producing it? Were you hearing it, or was it just me? Oh, absolutely, I was hearing it. Um, I, we were also hearing. You ever hear the Raspberries with Eric? Oh God, yeah. It was a little bit of that too. And those guys, the, the Midnight Callers, they're way into, you know, kind of early seventies pop, power pop, but you'd call it. And, right. Um, you know, and also they like stuff like Bowie and, you know, all that stuff from the early 70s. They're definitely inspired by that. And they're very, you know, very New York. But we brought them into New Jersey mm-hmm. where you should record. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. New Jersey's where the, where the records are made. You're living proof. Um, well, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, and they're a, they're a real band. Like, the, you know, they, they just come in and sort of take over the place. And, and all of a sudden... You know, it's like uh, it's one joke, one in joke and then another one. And and by the end of the record, actually, it was the first record. I've done two now with them. Right. And uh, by the by the end of the first record, I was like a, a fifth member of the band. And by this one, I'm in the band. <laughs> All right. He's the he's the fifth midnight caller. Okay, I'm going to play. Really in the band, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they make him. They make him stand this outside in the recording studio, but still. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now check this out. This is uh, New York City's midnight callers. The song is "Baby, Let Me Be."
Baby, <laughs> let me be. Midnight callers. Dude, you know what? I focused on the bad finger guitar. The raspberry harmonies are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, what we, that's what we worked on a lot. You know, they're really into the vocals and stuff. And that's that's what makes me the fifth member because I get in with there with them and work on the vocals. And I, I think I'm on the top note, too. Oh, yeah? Look at you. Track. Yeah. Did you hurt yourself doing that or what? Did you hurt yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. You say, hey, man, it's technique. Oh, it's technique. You know, it's just like you, Steve, that radio voice. You know, you just it just oozes out of you. No, nah, this is Chad GPT. I haven't been here in an hour and a half. <laughs> so now I got, where are you going to be? I got to get out of here in about 30 seconds. Tell me, plug yourself. What's going on, Kurt? Oh, well, we're going to be in New York City on May 12th. We're playing at this club in um, in the village, uh, New York City. Sorry, it's across the water. It's not New Jersey. That's all right. That's uh, all right. We, we had just played Jersey. Well, uh, now weekend. you tell me. Oh, uh, well, I don't, you know, someone should have got that to you. I, That's I all right. Is, is this the Grip Weeds or the Midnight Callers we're plugging the in? Grip Weeds are playing. Actually, I have to tell you, it's we're both head-to-head in New York City. Uh, so, listeners, take your pick. The, the Midnight Callers are playing The Cutting Room mm-hmm. on May 12th, Friday night. And the Gripweeds are playing Berlin Under A uh, May 12th as well. You can't go wrong either way. Hey, when you get time, you got to come down here and hang out one night. One of these days, definitely. I would love to. you got it, pal. Have a great weekend. Take care, my friend. Thanks a lot. Nice to talk to you, Steve. Same here. Great That's, show. Thank you, pal. That's Kurt Ryle. It's 1030. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. How about that Midnight Callers, man? What a great song. Uh, Baby, Let Me Be. And it's going to be released tomorrow. And this is the second album. And uh, Kurt Rowell's fantastic. He's gone oh, yeah. anytime. He's just he's just a cool guy. He sounds like a fun guy. He, when he's in here, we you know, when the mic is off, he's telling music stories. And uh, he's one of those guys you want to hang out with. You know, he's a cool yeah. guy. All right. I mean, it's not everybody knows how to, you know, knows how to pull it off. It's true. Not everybody knows how to do it. Do you, yeah. Did, did you ever see uh, Hitsville? Hitsville? Yeah. What's that? Uh, was it? It was it Hitsville? The, the Motown story with Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson. It was done in, I think, 2019. I think it was called Hitsville or the Motown story. Hitsville, the Hitsville. making of Motown, 2019. Motown was a factory. And when they would bring their acts in... They were all manufactured, but they literally put all their acts through school. So they taught them, they taught them how to dance. They taught them how to sing. They taught them how to deal with the press. They taught them everything. And, you know, these kids walked in and walked out trained entertainers. Yeah. It's a really cool opportunity, and it's funny that you mention uh, Motown. Yes, is it? (laughs) Why is that, Ryan? Real quick, hit the button real quick. Oh, oh, you want me to do it? Okay. I've got news for you. Excellent. Now it's time for headlines and headlines. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? What is going on out here, Ryan? So we're talking about Motown. Uh, Ed Sheeran has defeated a copyright infringement lawsuit being held against him for Marvin Gaye's uh, Let's Get It On, sounding a lot like Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud. So uh, do you think they sound alike? 
I'm not sure, but um, I guess we'll just have to listen right now to find out. Funny you should say that because uh, let me get rid of this and then I will. <laughs> this, isn't, uh, this isn't thinking out loud. This is not thinking out loud, but this is. People thinking it's a music radio now. <laughs> will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheek? These studio headphones are really nice. Do you hear it? You know, you think? Is it the, um, that little sound in the back? Baby, my heart could still pull us hard at 23. I'm thinking about how. Oh my god. You don't hear it. So, honey, now. So, yeah. Take me to your loving arms. Yeah, you keep thinking. <laughs> Kiss me under the light of a thousand stars. Now they're harmonizing. <laughs> I don't even know which one is which now. I think for his next song, Ed Sheeran's not going to cover sexual healing. When my hair's all but gone and my memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what do you think? So, yeah, I, I think they sound very, very similar. But really, but I'll say this: I yeah. feel like you play. Uh, thinking out loud at like a school dance or something um, but versus let's get it on you're going to play it in the bedroom and I, I believe for this lawsuit it's the question is do the songs sound the same okay at the, okay now, where are you going to play them are, well so the, my reasoning for bringing all this up is yeah, go ahead. I, I think with the with this lawsuit they somehow had to prove that thinking out loud would have been taking revenue would, would have been preventing revenue uh, from going to let's get it on someone would be listening to that as an alternative is that what they said? I'm, I believe that's no, how. I, I thought the idea was you stole my idea and you're I, making money on my thing, on my song. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I never thought it was as simple Isn't as that, that. Copyright infringement. I always thought it had. They had to prove that with the copyright thing that it sounded enough alike and that it prevented, like it it caused like a prevention of like earnings or something. No, I I don't I don't know if it goes like that. I don't think it's the idea that people are going to say I was going to buy let's get it on, but this sounds so much. No. Well, yeah. I think what it is is basically cuz uh Chuck Berry uh when the Beach Boys did Surfing USA, mm -hmm. it sounded exactly like uh Sweet Little 16 and Chuck Berry sued the Beach Boys. Uh oh. it's it's happened a lot. Uh, George Harrison, he's so fine. Uh, my sweet lord, uh, yeah. Shafans, that he's so fine. Uh, you know, there, there, there are so. It, the thing is, so bare, late, bare naked ladies with the song. It's all been done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been sixty years now. Chances are, you're going to repeat a lot. Yeah. Uh, but according to what I'm looking at here, the decision marks the culmination of years long copyright battle between Sheeran and the heirs of Ed Townsend who's the writer of the uh, Let's Get It On. According to Music Business Worldwide, the final testimony was heard in court, and the judge, Louis Stanton, told the Manhattan jury that independent creation is a complete defense, no matter how similar the song is. 
stating that thinking out loud uses chords and rhythms that are commonplace building blocks of pop music. And I can see that. Now, here's Sheeran. Uh, it's devastating and also insulting to be accused of stealing other people's songs when we put so much work into our livelihoods. I'm just a guy with a guitar who loves writing music for people to enjoy. I'm not, never <laughs> will allow myself to be a piggy bank for anyone to shake. I I think it's so funny when, when people like Ed Sheeran um, or, or, or who, are, who are at like kind of not quite at the same level, you know, music history, but at the level of like Bruce Springsteen are like, yeah, I'm just a guy with a guitar. Yeah, just you know, know me. Hang <laughs> out. My guitar. That, that's the guy. You, that, that's the guy he puts in the song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The guy. He's not the guy with the. I'm the guy with the guitar and the lawyer. Yeah. Uh, but Sheeran is the one that had to fight it. So I mean, yeah. he wasn't the one. Bruce will go after you. Oh yeah. You no. mess with Bruce. Oh, no. don't mess uh, with now don't mess with the boss. But um, but yeah. But that's. But you know what? I think that you know, like like I said, there's so many songs. Gene Simmons, when he did the concert, will go up there with a the guitar mm-hmm. and just show you all the different chords so if he if ed sheeran is just writing you don't know you know like i told you about that conversation i had with richard jenny yeah and the one you laughed at yeah. where he said you know you may have heard something in the second grade and give it to me and think you wrote it well that happens because think about it. here's a guy in the music business how much music has he ingested how much music has he heard so now you've got to sit there and write music mm-hmm. and you're probably hearing stuff that or thinking you wrote it, not realizing that you know it's it's out there because it's been sixty years of yeah. And how many songs do sound like other songs? Yeah, I mean you could probably find whole lists. The, the Axie of Awesome, you can look it up on YouTube. They have a whole like video dedicated to four chord songs that all use the same progression. It may be a topic on Monday night, right? <laughs> Only fifteen minutes on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. We're doing the uh, the headlines and the trip lines. And uh, we got Ryan Bissell finishing it off. What else we got? Yes, we do. Uh, passenger was voted off of a Trenton-Atlanta Frontier flight after they got into a little bit of an altercation. Uh, so They voted him off? Yes, they were voted off. Were people like, thumbs up? <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> so, kind of, actually. Uh, so what happened is uh, this woman, uh, she, basically she was being a little bit rowdy and she was yelling on the plane. And uh, she later pleaded with the flight attendant not to be kicked off the plane. Um, <laughs> Did they have to vote again? <laughs> yeah. But then uh, crew members were like... If- How many abstentions? <laughs> And so crew members and people on the plane were basically like, if you want this woman on the plane, raise your hand. If you want her off. Are you serious? Yeah. And they they voted her off. Oh, that was going to happen no matter what. Is with the plane in Jersey? (laughs) She had no chance. I think she was. Come on, let's kick her off the plane. This will be fun. Uh, Was it in Jersey? I think it was. Newark. um, It had to be. Yes, it was in Trenton. It was on. It, it hadn't oh, left Trenton. for Atlanta yet, okay, so it was okay. still here in New Jersey. Classic New Jersey. She yeah, had no shot. No <laughs> shot. And people are going to know now too. So she's not going on any plane. They're going to vote her off all of them. <laughs> Get this MF woman <laughs> off this MF plane. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. All right. What else we got? Uh, Google intends to end passwords. They're making it safe to use a passkey oh, for everything. Thank God, because um, we don't have to remember them. Exactly. So they're rolling out a thing called passkey. So that'll be like your your fingerprint or your facial ID or a pin instead of having to put in like a whole password anymore. Um, but again, then you got to remember the pin. Yeah. Well, so like my issue with this is the the whole fingerprint facial ID thing. 
um, my phone will scan my face when it wants to verify if it can make a purchase. But if my phone screen's on, chances are I'm looking at it. So half the time, like, it's popping up and I'm like, don't look at me. You know, I'm like pointing my phone away. See, the other thing with the facial recognition, like if you're wearing glasses, it won't pick up. Really? Or for me, it doesn't. I mean, like, there are times when I have to, like, punch the code in. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember why. But and, and it's annoying because, like, I like the idea where you could just put your fingerprint on it and it would just work. Yeah. But now I got it with the facial recognition. I got to grab the phone. I got to I gotta look at it. Yeah. Or, like, if I'm, wear, if I'm wearing glasses, I got to take the glasses off and it becomes annoying. It's just not a good... I feel like a lot of these updates for these like phones it. are, like, not in the right direction, you know? I like the i7 touch the thing. <laughs> yeah. Good. The button on the iPhone was so good. I loved it. it yeah. So many uses. And now there's nothing there. I'm, like, tapping the bottom of my screen waiting for something to happen. Yeah, really. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Um, and last thing real quick here. John Bon Jovi named his best guitarist of all time. Kurt Ryle. Kurt Ryle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Kurt, Ryle. It was Kurt Ryle. Okay. No. Uh, Who he, is John Bon Jovi's favorite? Can I guess? Sure. Is it Richie? It is not. You get two, you get two more guests. not Richie. It's not. I'm going to say David Bandera. No, but I'll give you a, a hint. Uh, it's not this David. Person Billy has, Bandera. No, but oh. this person has their own name in front of a different band that they were a part of. Bruce Springsteen? It's Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck? Yeah. Did he ever play with Bon Jovi? Uh, it says that he did. Okay. Um, it says that uh, they played uh, together uh, back in... Well, back in the day. Uh, the other people that he listed off as well were Jimmy Page, Hendrix, Eddie Van Halen, and then one I don't know, Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler was Dire Straits. Really? Oh, you, you know Dire Straits, right? I know Dire by, by name. Sultans of Swing, uh, MTV, dan, 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 dan. What's the, no, for Stones. What's the one? I want my MTV. That was them? That's them, Money for Nothing. Oh. Yeah, Mark Knopfler. I, I saw Eric Clapton in the fourth row. And Mark Knopfler is playing guitar for Eric, with Eric Clapton. Wow. And you want to see one nervous guy. He's on stage <laughs> with Eric Clapton, and he <laughs> knew it. All right, kiddo. Have a great weekend. You too. Great job by you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.